You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. No more vacations, no more cell phones. We start to grind the football season. Christian, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Mud. It's been a bit, but I am good this morning. Let me tell you, it's a wonderful day. Red Sox are not good. We'll get to the football and a quick golf question for you. Uh, Golf betting question before we get out of here on uh, this Tuesday morning. We are now less less than two weeks away, just over a week away. From actual NFL games being played that matter, that, of course, being next Thursday between the Bills and the Rams. We can start with the Red Sox, who had an awful base running play last night. Saw their bullpen again uh, stink, and as written in the Boston Globe today, that's why you're last place in the AL East. They lose the Twins 4-2. to It is Chris Archer tonight. It is Cutter Crawford tonight. We have a month left here to fire on the baseball. The games that totals the props. Chris Schein, let's start with... Your Boston Red Sox, anything stand out to you on Tuesday Night Baseball here for the Boston team? Uh, well, I noticed that there's not a lot of props listed, uh, so there's not, not a whole lot of options right now. Yep, uh, we are doing this just after 10 o'clock, and so baseball props are not that... Uh, when when you have a last-place team, Shime, and they're not sure who you're going to play in these games, yeah, the props are not uh, plenty flats for sure. Yeah, which is why I think I'm just going to I'm gonna go with the Twins. <laughs> minus on the money line, <laughs> minus 135. Chris Archer hasn't been great this year. Um, but Cutter Crawford also hasn't been great in his last couple starts either. So I was kind of leaning towards the over here, but I'm just going to go with the Twins, minus 135 on the money line. Yeah, once they do post it, if they post it before the Red Sox pregame show today, I'll be interested in uh, Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts has excellent numbers lifetime against uh, Chris Archer. But as you said, nothing is posted yet, at least on DraftKings, where you and I are looking, because that's our available betting window, at least for now. Uh, I do, I, I guess of all the other bets that are there, um, the one I could see myself making and, and have not placed it yet, obviously, is the Red Sox team total over 4.5 at plus 110. And I mentioned that because they, as a team, hit 277 against Archer. Uh, Bogart's endeavors both have pretty good numbers there. And, and you mentioned him. Archer has not been good no. this year. He gave up five runs in his last start. I know the Twins are still in it for the wild card, but... Uh, assuming they put out a requisite lineup tonight, I can see them getting to Archer. So the player props are not there. I would lean Bogarts potentially in some total base stuff, but I will take the Red Sox team total over four and a half. They stink. They're not good. They're not going to playoffs. They're last place. But same thing with Chris Archer. This is not the guy that you should tear it up for the Tampa Bay race. Correct. Different yeah, and guy. the other prop I would look at too, like I said, Cutter Crawford also has not been good his last couple outings. Uh, if his innings prop is 15 and a half or yeah, more, not up there I'm probably right? going to take yeah. the under. Uh, on the Cutter Crawford outs uh, uh, recorded prop. That would be one that I would look for once it does come out. As of right now, it is not out. Uh, Xander in his career, 11 for 35 uh, against uh, Archer. That's 314 batting average with uh, three doubles. Uh, Rafael Devers, uh, three for seven lifetime with a couple of doubles. 
Um, so there are some guys, Trevor Story, two for four lifetime with a double and a home run. So there there are some guys. They have an OPS almost 800 against him. Uh, Story did come back last night. I suspect he'll be a, a full go. I don't think it'll be a start and stop thing for him. So the offense gets a little punch back. Maybe the books aren't recognizing that as of yet. But give me the Red Sox team total over four and a half at plus 110 on a season that is, uh, you know, winding, winding down here uh, for your Boston Red Sox. As for your Patriots, Chris Scheim. Uh, they went and played their game on Saturday. We talked uh, on, on Friday night against the Raiders, and uh, as we suspected, starters did not play much. When they did, uh, they were not very good. Uh, if people have not listened to it yet, I urge them to go listen to Phil Perry and Tommy Curran on the Patriots Todd podcast. Their breakdown, you know, very honest assessment that you know one of the things they're concerned about, you know, now that maybe they wouldn't have been Shime, is Mac Jones and his mental state. You know how angry yes. he was on the field on Friday night, and then how abruptly. You know, he said the right things, but if you're going by the actions, not the words, he's in a weird mental space right now. And if you're looking for any reasons to bet they're over, based on what you saw Friday in that game, I saw nothing. Nothing that would make me want to bet the over 8.5 win. Yeah, I mean, Friday, the, the Patriots preseason game did not go well for Mac Jones. There is nothing <laughs> exciting about this offense whatsoever. I, 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 was, and it's, I don't think it's all his fault, though. I've been trying to get this I agree. across on the morning we show. Agree. is because I'm just painted as a Mac Jones hater, so any anti-Patriots offense take, it comes off as anti-Mac Jones. But in this situation, I don't think it's his fault. A, I think the offensive line is putrid, and B, I think the receivers can't get open. So what happens? Well, he'll hit a he'll hit a receiver on the very first play on the numbers for a good six yard gain. Then there's a negative run, and then and then you get sacked, and then you're punting the ball away. And that's going to happen a lot this season. I think you're going to see for whatever reason the Patriots bread and butter last year was running the football. They all of a sudden can't do that now. This offensive line is is a disaster. I just don't think the receivers are that good. Uh, so it's not all on Mac Jones, but this offense not going to be great because it's one thing if your offense isn't great, but your quarterback is top-tier elite because then he can kind of cover some of the flaws. We've seen that with Tom Brady. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Hell, we've seen it even to a degree with Justin Herbert. He had an off – or Joe Burrow even better last year. Literally took 50 sacks and went to the Super Bowl. It's never happened before. Mac Jones is not in that conversation. I'm I'm sorry. He's just not elite as many uh, Patriot fans want him to be. He is not. And thus, this offense is going to struggle. So, with that in mind, uh, Warren Sharp, who is, I guess, going to be writing for Fox, uh, Fox Bet this year. Uh, but obviously, Sharp Football Analysis, we've, we've talked about it both on this podcast and previous uh, versions of this podcast with our friend John Anderson. Um, they, they posted a, a story on their website just a couple of days ago uh, about the Patriots' win total over-under. You and I are already heavily, uh, uh, well, we're, I don't know how heavily invested, invested we are. Um, but I'm invested. I won't say super heavily as of yet, but I'm invested in the under already. Um, and they did a why you should bet the over-under, and they give you three reasons why you should bet the over, and then three for the other. So I thought we could go through these very quickly here as we start to get ready for the football season. Okay, let's run it. Uh, the number one reason they would say to bet the over on eight and a half wins this year is Bill Belichick. Uh, he's the best at adapting each game plan to each opponent. The only time Belichick went under the season win total in the past five years with Cam Newton. Max is a good fit. Patriots can lean on the run game, but Jones gives the coach a capable quarterback when called upon. So Bill Belichick is the number one reason <laughs> to bet the over. I am shocked that there's more reasons, but go ahead. <laughs> number two, uh, the Patriots offseason is a likely foreshadowing of the upcoming season. In a copycat league, Belichick usually does the opposite and continues to build this offense around being able to run the football. 
The Patriots have a plethora of running backs who will keep games close, giving themselves a chance to win the, every game. So number one is Bill Belichick. Number two is establish the <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That sounds great in theory until your offensive line can't block a simple run play and you're getting negative yards on runs and you can't get any explosive yardage and then you can't run out the clock. You can't keep it close because you can't possess the football. Number three, Patriots won 10 games in 2021 and were the largest underachievers in their Pythagorean win total. The 21 season was a smashing success until the bye week, and instead of helping the team, the rookie quarterback, the Patriots struggled following the bye week, finishing the season one and three. So they were projected to win more, but didn't. So you should, you should last year, uh, a, a different team was projected to win with J.C. Jackson didn't. and other talented players, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and an offensive right. coordinator. Um, okay, uh, all right. What, what are did the I sell you on the over? <laughs> no, 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 you did not. Uh, what are the reasons to bet the under, Mutt? The Patriots face the eighth. This is number one. Uh, this is a sharp football analysis. Number one, the Patriots face the eighth hardest strength of schedule after facing the eighth easiest in 2021, including three short week road games. In addition to the third biggest jump in strength of opponents, the Patriots have the second worst net rest advantage as they will play two games with a rest advantage and are at a rest disadvantage four separate times. So. Uh, easy schedule, too hard schedule. Number one reason to bet the under. A hundred percent agree because the final seven games of this regular season feel Gauntlet. Gauntlet. impossible. Gauntlet. You go Minnesota, you go at Minnesota, home for Buffalo, at Arizona, at L- or at Vegas, home for the Bengals, home for the Dolphins, at the Bills. That's that sounds nearly impossible to win more than two games. Number two, Bill Belichick dominated inferior opponents, winning seven games by more than two touchdowns, which skews the season-long metrics. So they beat up on bad teams. They beat two teams all year, the winning record, but those wins are against the Titans who play without Brown, Jones, and Henry in the Bills game in which the Patriots threw three passes. So their best two wins were against a beat-up Titans team and the record win game in Buffalo. They place a much tougher schedule. Again, I think this is much more selling me to bet the under than the over Chris Schein. I was I co-sign on both these things. hundred so percent. And I can I can see it now, Mutt. I'm gonna paint this picture for you. We're entering week five. Patriots are well, welcoming the Lions into Foxborough, currently one and three, having only beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh in week two. They come in and they drop like a 45 bomb on the Lions because the Patriots are at home and the Lions are, well, they're Detroit. Yep. And everybody gets all excited. Okay, here we go. Patriots now two and three. Yeah. And then they crap on the Browns without Deshaun Watson because we saw what they did against the Browns last year. They're now three and three. Everybody's shaking their hands. They win against the Bears and Jets. They are now five and three. Everybody's losing their minds before they get absolutely pumped by the Colts in November. Like that's I can I can see it now. Everybody's gonna get so uh, up worked up because they beat the Lions, Browns, Bears, and Jets in four straight weeks, and then all of a sudden they're going to get dominated by the Colts, and then everybody's gonna come back down to earth. Yeah, it does feel like it's a real big setup for that. And the people that the the in Belichick we trust people. All these people that are shaking their heads saying, "Yeah, those are good reasons to bet the over." Warren Sharp. They're going to be yelling at us. Those of us who have taken a stance against the Patriots this year. There is a four week stretch during the schedule. We're gonna to have to you know, shut our mouths and take it because yep. they should go three and one, four and zero in that stretch. Now, if they don't, then <laughs> then, <laughs> then we're then gonna be laughing even louder. Uh, reason number three: this is a kicker one. This is so this is something that uh, Andy Hart would love. Uh, the Patriots finished eight point six net field goals 
above expectations as opponents made 67% of field goals while Nick Folk made 92. The Patriots will not be able to sustain that run of field goal luck. In the red zone, the Patriots' offense converted 5% over expectation, a 63% touchdown rate, while the defense allowed a minus 2.5% conversion rate over the expectation 54. Luck and a tougher schedule will cause regression for the Patriots. So uh, they list you two options here to bet the over or under. There are three reasons for the over to not sell me. The three under make me feel better about the under, Chris Scheim, and based on what we saw in the preseason and going through this uh, sharp football analysis, I will be on the under for the Patriots. I am well with you. I am invested in the under. I now feel even more confident about the under. Thank you, Warren Sharp. Uh, their strength of schedule is the uh, eighth toughest here. One, two, three, four, five. yeah, eighth. So it's Chiefs, Rams, Raiders, Steelers, Texans, Jets, Bengals, Patriots. So 25th easiest schedule, eighth toughest schedule uh, for the Patriots. We like them, uh, and the under will have a lot more on this. We are like literally days away from starting to actually at some point this week. We have to get our, dip oh, our toes in the water wait. week one. Like, I'm so uh, excited. I already have a bet. You know, I already have a bet for Week One, right? It's got to be the Broncos, right? I, I yes, I yeah, made this bet. A lot, of, a lot of people I know have already bet the Broncos. So go ahead. This, I made go this ahead. bet when the NFL schedule dropped. So when these odds first came out on DraftKings, uh, the Broncos were only four and a half point favorites. So I have the Broncos minus four and a half Monday night at Seattle. Wow! And what's the actual number now? The now the number now is six and a half. There you go. I, and then, by the way, a lot of people jumped in, and four and Great a half feels early like investment. A, a fair number, uh, especially when you're going up against Geno Smith. <laughs> Not even Drew Locke. Geno <laughs> Smith. Uh, one more football follow-up for the people. Who did we have, Who do we get in the first round when, at number two overall on Saturday in the Chris Shine football draft? Uh, scared money don't make money much, so we went with the one and only Christian McCaffrey. Love it. Love it. Love it. I went, so du- J- I went running Taylor back. went first. McCaffrey went second. Correct. Um, nice. I went running back, running back, uh, my first two, what? two selections. Yeah, I, uh, I went. Dal- Dalvin Cook? No, no, no. Because I so I I picked it two, and then I didn't pick again until what is that nineteen or something oh, it's like t- that? Oh, ten. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Okay. So I, I went. So I went McCaffrey Chubb as my first two overall picks. Look at you. Uh, I'd love to know which wide receivers you missed out on there because that's an aggressive, aggressive start. Um, who did you end up at wide receiver? Do you even have it for me? Uh, yeah. So I have uh, Mike Evans was my yep. uh, first receiver. Uh, yep. I also have DK Metcalf, uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, I have Christian Kirk. Uh, hold on, where's the rest of this team? Um, uh, I don't have it up in front of me at the moment, no but problem. those are the don't ones worry. I know off the top of my head. So there you go. Did we get a top flight tight end, which everyone says you have to have this year? No, unfortunately, oh I was just about to take oh Kyle Pitts. Boy. Got sniped on that pick. I got sniped on my tight end and my quarterback. It was un- unfortunate. I um, I was got. I had I had a great plan. I'm like, all right, I'm lined up to take Kyle Pitts. Actually, right where I was going to take DK Metcalf. Uh, I got scooped on it, so somebody somebody snagged Pitts in front of me, um, and then I was going to take Jalen Hurts, and somebody decided to take Jalen Hurts as a backup quarterback. I was oh. like, oh, this is great. Everybody in the league had a quarterback at this point, and Jalen Hurts And I'm still going to get Jalen Hurts, who's and mobile, going to run around, make plays. Yeah. I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm like, this is the greatest day on earth. I'm the happiest man alive. Uh, and somebody decided, uh, no, I'm going to take a backup quarterback. I don't know why you do that in fantasy football, but alas, he did, and he took Jalen Hurts, and I was I was a depressed boy. So I ended up with Derek Carr as my quarterback. I don't mind that. I don't mind nope. Derek Carr. Derek Carr in the Josh McDaniels offense uh, was talking to the boys last night about fantasy football prep. We have our, our, our big family draft on Labor Day Monday night, and we're talking about stacks we might make, and I said, I like the Raiders. If I get Derek Carr with Devontae Adams or Derek Carr with – 
Renfro or Derek Howard, Darren Waller, any one of those three guys, you feel good about every week. So yeah. you get Josh's offense. I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, and I got Derek Carr. I took him with the very last pick in the draft or in my draft. Like I took him in the final round. So it, I didn't even have to. I could just sit there while everybody's taking kickers and defenses. I'm over here oh. taking my quarterback. So. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I, I feel good about my team. Everybody, ooh, was... ooh, ooh, folks, you hear that? Yeah, I, you know. I feel pretty good. He, you don't feel good about no, it. No, I you actually don't. feel good. Okay, you don't. So here, I pulled it up for you. Go ahead. So, uh, so as I said, McCaffrey, Chubb, Evans, Sutton, Metcalf. Then I also have Ayuk, Brandon Cooks, Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon, Christian Kirk. Took a massive flyer on Romeo Dubs because somebody has to catch passes in Green Bay. That's yep. my big time sleeper. Um, I actually had to write him in because it was a live draft. They didn't have a sticker for him. Uh, I have Dawson Knox at tight end, and with the cutting of O.J. Howard today, I feel even better about that. I uh, totally agree with you on that, yeah. And then I grabbed Butker in the Chargers defense, and then my, Derek Carr's my quarterback, so I'm feeling good. I like that team. And Trey Lance is a free agent, so if I notice that Trey Lance is going to play really okay. well, I'm going to spend stupid. a ton of fab okay. and just scoop up Trey Lance and start him at quarterback and pair him with Ayuk. I thought about doing that. As my quarterback in general, but I'm like, no, 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 I'll take the safe play, go with Tarek Carr, at I least in week one. I can't believe take Trey. I think Trey Lance going to have a monster year. Yeah, I think I, so the, the whole year. Jimmy G signing makes me waffle a little bit now on Trey Lance just because like, I, I don't know what San Francisco is doing, and I'm scared now that if he has one bad game that they'll just go to Jimmy G, which is stupid in my opinion. Um, so I'm kind of... I'm waffling a little bit here, but I can, I, I can. Nobody's gonna pick up Romeo Dubs until he does something. So worst case scenario, I drop Dubs and pick up Lance. And I'm like, okay, now I can make the decision for myself. And I would have the Lance Ayuk stack, which would be nice. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. Are you, are you suspect? Do you predict any uh, cuts? We're doing this at 10 o'clock today. As people, but they've, they've heard this, they probably get the Patriot cuts. Did you predict any big cuts on the Six Rings podcast? Uh, no. So I had predicted Malcolm Butler. Uh, a while ago, and then they released him. Put him so, on IR, basically. Yeah, put him on IR, and then released him. Yeah. Um, so uh, that one was kind of the the one big cut uh, I had made. Andy and Fitzy, I know last night were discussing the possibility of a Ty Montgomery cutting, uh, primarily due to the, the injury. injury. Hurt him there at the end, yeah. Yeah. So that that could be if they're making room for somebody else on that receiver core, or the running back room, um, they could do that. But uh, outside of that, I don't see any major. Cuts. I, I think the guys that should make it will make it, and then it'll be the fringe guys that don't matter. I don't, I don't see anybody of any importance getting cut from this team at this point. All right. Uh, one quick golf note. The the Tuesday aftermath of the Tour Championship, uh, this is expected in, in most golf circles. Uh, the Live filled out their roster uh, for next year. It includes Cam Smith, not a big surprise. Joaquin Neiman ends up being an, a 23-year-old international player they were able to get. Uh, they did not get Hideki Matsuyama, which apparently the reports this morning that I was reading, they offered him $350 million guaranteed oh, to go. Smokes. He said no, and so what they did is that because they know they're not going to have that Japan market, they ended up releasing uh, some of the Asian-born players. So I don't know what will end up happening to them. But long story short is they get Cam Smith, they get Joaquin Neiman, they have guys like Mickelson, and they have Dustin Johnson. They're playing this weekend in Boston for a three-day tournament. Yep. And I've heard radio ads for it. I've seen you know uh, billboards around and you could convince me, Shime, to like to go if I, you know, if the tickets weren't expensive. Hey, take my my son who loves golf to go watch some of these guys golf. I, I have no interest in betting it. I I, I was sitting no. there looking at this morning. I'm like, I'll ask Shime about this. It's a three round event. There's no cut. There's no benefit to winning because the money's guaranteed anyway. And I, it's like I feel like I'm betting like an exhibition. And I, I wondered, am I, I as someone who became obsessed with golfing this year, like you did? 
Do you have the same feeling? Or are you willing to bet on Live Golf this weekend? No, no, no. I have no interest in betting on Live. I don't even necessarily have a good feel for it. The whole three day shotgun start thing. I, it, if, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I like, don't. Who's know try, are you play. trying to win? Are you there just to get your paycheck and go home? Like, and the motivation of the PGA Tour is like Rory's trying to run down Scotty on Sunday. He's trying to storm back and win exactly. the Tour Championship. There's competition there. Yep. I don't see the competition right now with Live, and when there's no competition involved, like. I, how do I pick out a group of what something seventy two golfers, whatever it is? Like who, who wants to win that week? If there's no no real benefit to winning, what yeah. do they get? They're all paid anyway. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not going to bet that at all. I am going to avoid that. I'm going to prepare myself for football season, and I'm going to call it a day. It's going to be nice. I am too. Same result. Um, all right, so we will start to get focused in on week one Woo. as we head towards uh, Thursday, which a week away from the kickoff, which obviously will be the Rams. Uh, and the Bills will get uh, you know get an update if we can at some point this week on any sort of timetable for sports betting here in Massachusetts. It was very frustrating to, to be in a state where you can live sports bet for days and come home to this archaic setup where you put your <laughs> phone on. It's like, no, you do not live in the right area. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully sometime in November we'll be able to bet physically at locations and sometime in the new year, early, early, early new year, be able to bet mobily here in Massachusetts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on the Odyssey app, Shine. That's where people get... This uh, daily betting podcast, which is coming off the vacation season and getting ready for football season. Hell yeah, baby. I'm so excited for football season. This is, oh, this is the best time of the year. I know I, I hate wishing away summer, um, but now that it's coming to a close, I'm okay with it. And I am, I am beyond thrilled for football. It is the only reason why you can sort of stomach the end of summer. And it's like, oh, kids, even, even the boys last night, guys, I know summer's over, but it is football, football. season. I had that. Flag football, NFL football, college football, all of it. I'm on the golf course on Sunday morning, and I'm sitting. Oh. I'm standing there at the tee box, uh, and it's like 9:30. And I said to myself, you know, I can play 18 and then go home and watch football soon. It's gonna be, uh, ugh, it's gonna be the joy, the joy, the most joy-filled month or two of my life in September, October, when I'm out playing golf and then go home and watch football. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, BetQL Boston there on Twitter. We'll keep you updated and abreast of things going on there, and we'll start to uh, really dig into the football. Uh, as we approach this week, we'll do some uh, divisional work this week, Shine, some awards yep. work. We have really a countdown between now and next Thursday. Uh, and then Friday, obviously, will be sort of a Patriots. Th- it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot in the ground to cover in the next two weeks. Uh, and can't wait to do it, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Thank you. Sounds good, Mutt. See you then.